Listening to Birth of a New Earth. My name is Janice Barcello. I am your host for this show here at Republic Broadcasting Network. Dear friends, I know that there's many of you out there listening every week, listening day after day to the many hosts who are giving their time and their energy on this site and all the people working behind the scenes who are trying to keep things running. Please, my friends, donate to the station. Donate to the hosts, you know, help us to keep helping you by delivering information that is really transformational and life-changing and can support you in your journey toward a better life. Please do support us. Dig into those pockets and give generously to help us keep going. To all of us, it would mean a whole lot if you would do that. We're coming up on Christmas. It's a season for giving, so please do open your hearts and do share what you have. I know it's tough times for people, but everybody can afford to do just a little bit. Some people can afford to do a lot more. So please do it. Please help us. Please support us so that we can continue supporting you. Thank you. We are right now busy trying to get my guest um, on the air. I do want to say that we're going to be talking today about the topic of ultrasound and, of course, the radiation in general. But this particular gentleman, I believe he's a medical doctor and definitely has a lot of information regarding homeopathy and for those who don't know what homeopathy is it is basically a vibrational remedy that is used to um, to help people who are experiencing dis-ease in the body so the vibrational remedies work let's say you have been poisoned and you might take something like um, a sulfur homeopathic remedy to get the poison out of your body the sulfur is actually by the time they create the remedy there's almost no sulfur or perhaps no sulfur at all in the remedy it's just the electrical energy of the sulfur that was originally used and then it was cut and cut and cut and cut down to basically nothing. What is there is the electrical memory of the original thing that we're using to counteract whatever's going on in our body. And I'm, so I'm sure Roland, his name is Roland Gunther, and he's not here yet. Frank, I hope you see that I gave you his backup phone number if you can call him and get him. Okay, thank you. So what he did, and I'd like for him to explain it because I'm sure he's going to do a lot better job of it, is he wanted to see what happens when you make a remedy 
for ultrasound damage. And what they do is they actually exposed the water in the condition of the remedy to ultrasound. So one thing we should understand is that the water carries the memory, right? The crystals in the water carry the memory of what they are exposed to. This is electrical energy and this is vibrational energy that gets put in the remedy. And I know Roland had said that he was... very reluctant to try to create a remedy with ultrasound because he understood right away that something like ultrasound is an artificial substance and it has no sacred core with which to create a remedy, right? All the other remedies actually have a sacred core, but ultrasound at least the technologically produced ultrasound does not have a sacred core. It is being produced in a laboratory. It is not like the ultrasound that whales and dolphins and bats are emitting. It's a completely different energy. It's actually the opposite. Because what dolphins and whales and bats are using is for echolocation and for communication. And it is coming to the earth through a loving source, what some people call God. It's a benevolent source that is creating natural ultrasound. What is being generated in a lab is the antithesis of that. What's being generated in a lab is actually being created through an attack on manifest creation. So in a nutshell, basically what they do is they take quartz crystals and they... um, Electroshock torture the crystals. They put alternating currents on the crystals. And when this happens, the crystals begin to morph and deform. And they, they expand and contract. In other words, they're responding to the electrical trauma by expanding and contracting, morphing and deforming at the rate of millions or billions of times per second. And as they push and pull the air around them, they are emitting what scientists call ultrasound. They're emitting sound. Is he on, Frank? Hello, Denise. I've, it's Roland here. Yes, I can hear you. Yeah. Good morning. Okay, good. Welcome to the show, Roland. I'm really glad you're here. I was just explaining to my listeners that, first of all, I believe you're a medical doctor. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct from my background, yeah. Yeah, and you decided, I'd like to get start from the beginning, and I was just explaining that you had a... Um, 
concern about ultrasound not having a sacred core, and then you kind of still otherwise by thinking by thinking it's a natural phenomenon. But I was just trying to explain that it's not natural. What yeah. they're generating in a lab is yeah, not yeah. natural at all. Yeah. Let's let's back up just a little bit. And, and and please tell my listeners why you decided to do this and what ex- what exactly you decided to do to create this homeopathic uh, remedy or treatment. Well, uh, at, at first, let me apologize that there with uh, technology, something's not working with my Skype. Yeah, but anyways, uh, here we are. And thank you for having me. Thank you for uh, being on your show. And uh, can you hear me well? Is that working? hear you very well. Yes, Roland, you're, I hear you okay. great. Okay, good. So, uh, the idea came from my dear friend, John Malnichuk, in, uh, near San Francisco. He is a homeopath that uh, trained, uh, is treating mainly children on the autism spectrum with ADD, ADHD. So that's probably around 90% of what he does. He has an enormous experience. Now, he was uh, checking the or thinking about and trying to get ahead with cases where the treatment did not, uh, where the kids did not improve under the treatment. There's something I'm missing here, yeah? There's something uh, either... uh, uh, toxin or a source of toxicity or something that I don't see. And when he uh, tried to uh, find what do all these kids that are not improving like he usually sees under treatment, uh, what do they have in common? He had the idea maybe there's an ultrasound because uh, uh, quite a lot of them had an, a high uh, intensity or a high uh, frequency of ultrasounds during the pregnancy. And so this is how he started out. Right, and then we talked. Yeah? Let me pause you for just a minute and say, ding, 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 ding. Listen up, people, because it is the ultrasound that is driving the autism epidemic. Okay, this is something people need to get. This is at the core of the problem with the children. Vaccines are a part. Ultrasound is a huge part of the problem. Anyway, please continue, Roland. Thank you for letting me yes. <laughs> interject there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I would be, uh, yes, you're, you're right. Uh, uh, ultrasound just adds to a whole lot of other problems that the children go through, yeah? And for some kids, it's really it's really important. And for me, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a practitioner. I'm a homeopath. I see things from practice. Yeah, I'm not sitting in an institute doing research, uh, but I I see what works in uh, in 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 the practical use and uh, draw my conclusions from that. So you are probably way more, or I'm sure you, you are way more uh, equipped to uh, talk about the scientific background of all of that. Yeah. Now, in the, this is the the epidemic, the, the really uh, epide- yeah, the terrible epidemic of uh, autism is 
probably yes for one part of this is ultrasound because yes we see after we introduce uh, the remedy from ultrasound and that uh, quite a good number of the children improved they did not improve uh, with all other efforts now uh, so these were things that uh, we saw and that was actually the reason why John said, why don't you do, do a homeopathic C4 trituration or some, yeah, yeah, which is a process of uh, preparing a remedy in a group of people, and it takes about a couple of days, and in it's a process where everybody sits with mortar and pestle and grinds start usually a part of a plant or of a mineral and then then in silence we see and we watch and we take note of what arises in us what kind how does my body respond yeah what kind of pains are itching or whatever shows up where in my body and how does that feel how do i respond to the uh, frequency of yeah let me get clarity that you you created yes, this remedy, yeah, right by exposing the water to ultrasound, and then you gave it to people in a group and followed them to see what their reaction was to this remedy. Not quite, yes, not quite. No, uh, the the creation of the remedy. Uh, let me describe the process. So specifically in ultrasound, well. In, in let me first say in general and then uh, uh, zoom into the specifics of ultrasound, if that is okay, Janice. Uh, so in general, what we do, yep. we, uh, when we create a homeopathic remedy, we uh, sit there with mortar and pestle and we grind down uh, six grams of milk sugar and in the six grams of milk sugar, there is 0.06 grams, or so a tiny minute amount of uh, a mineral or of a plant or whatever. When we do that in a group, the energy that is condensed in the physical of this plant or mineral or whatever we're dealing with uh, is being released out of the physical form and creates an energetic field in the room that everybody of the participants resonates with. Now, when we do that for, uh, and uh, we always do one level, like at first see one level, that would be uh, where we have more physical experiences than in an, uh, that takes about an hour. And after this hour, we uh, put our stuff down, our mortar and pestle to the side and share what we experienced. Then we dilute the, uh, the the amount in our mortar, so it uh, uh, the, uh, and change in that way the vibration, the, the vibrational frequency, and go through what we call C two for another uh, hour, and in that second level. We mainly, uh, from experience, uh, react on the emotional level. And yeah, then you can imagine how it keeps going. We go to C3, third hour, and then we uh, have a, a reaction mainly on the, on the mental level. That means we can step back a little bit from what we have been going through so far on the physical and emotional level and understand the bigger picture, what it's about. And uh, what is 
uh, and then we go even higher and see is there a solution because you know every natural substance uh, can be a challenge in some way but it also has the solution a sacred core uh, and uh, that tells us what this challenge is good for in life yeah so uh, this okay. is, and when we have that and we touch the sacred core of a substance then we can what we have then um, uh, which is would be a C4 powder of the, uh, the remedy then we can go uh, another uh, six eight hours of potentization uh, process which I don't want to go into right now because it's more technical thing in order to have the, uh, the remedy what we use here is the, the resonance in the group doing that, what they experience, that gives us an information about what we are dealing with because they are affected by the, by the energy of what they prepare. Does that make sense a little bit? Or? Yeah, I see. So just being in the field of the preparation of the remedy, you're exactly. being influenced by the energy of it. Exactly, exactly. That is yeah. what I... I got So it's a little bit different than uh, right. homeopathic provings where you take the finished remedy in an overdose and see what happens with you. Yeah. Here we prepare the remedy in, uh, in, in uh, uh, yeah, more or less meditative ceremonial setting in which we are highly aware uh, of what, what happens within us. And if you have a group of people that are really good in picking up subtle energies and that then are also uh, good in, in, in expressing that in words, the results can be quite, and the understanding of what we're do, uh, dealing with can be quite amazing. Right on. So, okay, let's get to the part where you, where you did this, treating the water with ultrasound. Yeah, that part was, at first we asked, uh, uh, how do I get uh, ultrasound in, in, uh, in mod and pestle, yeah? It uh, seems a little bit difficult. So what we did is, I asked around, I said, okay, we can, uh, water holds energy, water holds information, and we can use water as a, a medium to, uh, to carry that ultrasound energy. And we can use that then as a, the substance that we put in our mortar and work with. So this is what we did. And there was a slight problem because we asked uh, obstetricians, gynecologists that regularly work with ultrasound uh, with their clients, and nobody was willing to, uh, to, to expose a little vial of water for a few minutes with, uh, with that substance. Until um, my uh, yeah, it was it, it was really strange. Why why this secrecy or why should we not expose a little bit of water to ultrasound? Yeah, but there was a certain reluctance from that side. And uh, anyways, uh, we uh, managed uh, with the help of uh, uh, yeah of, of nurses and uh, to to do that in a in a hospital and. Um, uh, so we exposed uh, a vial of water for five minutes to ultrasound uh, 3.5 uh, megahertz and just in the same way as it's done with pregnant women. And this is what we then 
used and put in every mortar uh, uh, that had milk sugar in it. We put a couple of drops of this water. This is what we used. Okay. So this is really important because I'm, I'm thinking of... Um Dr. Peter Garyev, uh, he's a Russian scientist. I don't know if you know of him, but he did work with ultrasound. And he, of course, we know that water carries the memory. Yeah. Right? It carries not only the, ele- the electrical vibration of things, but also the memory. I guess these are one yeah. and the same, ultimately. And what he found was that when you expose, let's say you expose water in a vial to ultrasound... He, he definitely found that the molecules were extremely traumatized, that everything, yeah. they morphed and deformed, all kinds of things were happening. When you pour that water out and put more water in the same vial, they too become damaged by what was in the vial because yeah. the, it, even the vial itself was holding the memory from the ultrasound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine, yeah. Yeah. His research is extremely important because he obviously came to the conclusion that we don't have any more healthy children anymore. Unless they are living in indigenous tribes, then they're not being exposed to medical interventions. Um, All of the children have been exposed to these radiation-emitting technologies, ultrasound being the main one, but also parents carrying wireless devices. So they're chronically exposed to radiation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, please continue. Well, I just wonder, you know, when I listen so to you, you I wonder... Uh, yeah? Uh, I, uh, listening okay. to you, I just, yeah, I just wonder uh, how it would be to experiment to use water that was exposed to ultrasound, for example, to, to, to water plants and see how do they react, yeah? Because they're also very, very sensitive. And... But anyways, that's something totally else. So anyways, what happened in, uh, uh, in our group when we were dealing with that, it was actually a group that had been already uh, hurt a little bit from ultrasound because they had done a traditional homeopathic proving. So the, the, the remedy that was made in a more technical way without a group, but more in a, uh, and uh, they had taken that uh, just to see what problems they get. And they definitely had a lot of problems. And uh, what was very bothersome for them was that even after this experiment was over, the problems they had from taking the uh, ultrasound remedy in an overdose um, and like in a way that we don't do when we treat uh, people um, and that some of these symptoms they had did not fade away like usually so they were really uh, in in that way already a little bit um, irritated and uh, even their families had been affected yeah one said I had little patience with my family and we were all very irritated during that process some uh, somebody else said, I had lost my ability to focus. And uh, several people had really a pain in their knees or joints and finger joints and jaw that they never had before in their life. 
So these were some of the things we started no, out. And, yeah? You, you had talked about people were experiencing tremors in their hands, that there yeah, was a vibration right. that was continuing, that was continuing. Of course, these frequencies... Yeah of the ultrasound, are the vibration that are causing extreme agitation in the yeah. body. And with yeah. the joint pains that so many of them experienced, this is a very important comment. Even the bones were affected with emptiness. My bones feel as if they had holes. And I want to just back yeah. up for a second and explain what's going on with the bones. Okay, as I was starting to say at the beginning of the show, we create ultrasound by electroshock torturing crystals. Yeah. And our bones, our bones are crystalline in nature. Okay, so if yeah. the crystals that are electroshock torturing are morphing and deforming and expanding and contracting, our bones... Our do are doing the same thing. Our bones absorb the radiation, number one, and the frequencies and are responding to these frequencies. The ultrasound can literally melt bone. That's how the extreme the heating is. And this is why we have things like um, microcephaly. The, the skull bones are not forming. The, the, the bones of the head are severely affected because it's directed at the head. The beam is directed at the head, at the genitals. That's why we have so much genital deformities right now, so much infertility. People need to understand all of this is, is a result of radiation damage, which is, which is what ultrasound is. It is radiation, and we've been lied to about this. Yeah, so I just wanted to to pick that up about the bones, because, yeah. of course, this is affecting all things. You know, we have so many children with facial deformities. I'm forgetting the name of the disease, Treacher-Collins syndrome and Charge yeah, syndrome. Yeah. All these children are being born with head deformities. Well, let's get, you know, <laughs> let's take a peek at what might be causing this. Thank you for letting me vent. This is very important information. Um, please continue. Yeah. So, in the, in the, uh, a few things, just uh, how, the, how the group was affected from that energy. Yeah, people got restless, got, ir got irritated, felt like having too much coffee, felt like having too much coffee needed to move back and forth, sitting, uh, uh, moving their body, yeah, constantly, or, or having also a sense, I'm, I'm impatient, yeah, and I have less, uh, less inner space, really, to communicate with others. I feel like in a bubble, yeah, and also a certain sense of confusion, confusion, who am I? Uh, so all this came up pretty... Uh, pretty fast during uh, the process, and for me, this thing with coffee was really interesting because, you know, my my dear wife, uh, she's al uh, she's also a medical doctor and she's ADD, and sometimes she drives me crazy. Yeah, I love her dearly. Don't get me wrong, Janice. Yeah, but uh, she is one of 
those people that love to work with a running TV because then she can focus. And for me, it's totally the opposite. Yeah, but under ultrasound, I got an uh, yeah. I got a sense wh- uh, how that is because under ultrasound we were all irritated, yeah, and and uh, a little restless, yeah, and and like uh, this uh, this fine tremor that uh, you mentioned, yeah, some of us noticed, and and when we try and there was a marked desire for coffee because and it was weird. The coffee felt almost good because then we had an external irritant that helped us not to notice our inner irritation so much. It's a weird, it's a weird harmony that's being produced uh, through that. I, you know, when you have a, a, a tinnitus, um, uh, this the sound in the ear, yes, and you put on the outside. Roland, Roland, let's talk about this when we come back from the break. I'm sorry, we have to take a break right now. When we come okay, back, let's yeah. talk about tinnitus or tinnitus or whatever you say it. This is a very important conversation. Please stick around till after the break, folks. We'll be right back. All right. Okay. We welcome this new day on planet Earth. It's the birth of a new way on planet You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Attention, freedom-loving patriots. Are you ready to dive deep into the principles that founded our great nation? Join me, Peter Serafine, and the Institute on the Constitution as we light the way to a brighter future with the Liberty Lighthouse Classroom. At liberty-lighthouse.com slash classroom, you'll find a treasure trove of online courses on the U.S. Constitution, carefully crafted to empower you with knowledge to defend your rights and liberty, whether you're a student, a history enthusiast, or just a concerned citizen. These courses are for you. Gain a comprehensive understanding of our Constitution's principles, the wisdom of our founding fathers, and how to apply them in today's world. As a special offer to our freedom-loving listeners of Republic Broadcasting Network, use coupon code RBN at checkout and get 20% discount on any course. Join the Liberty Lighthouse Classroom and be a part of the movement to uphold the values that have made our nation exceptional. Unleash the power of knowledge and protect what truly matters, our Constitution. Visit liberty-lighthouse.com slash classroom today. Don't miss this incredible opportunity. Use code RBN for 20% off. Together, we'll be the beacon of freedom our founding generation envisioned. Liberty Lighthouse Classroom. Illuminating minds, empowering patriots. Did you know the IRS publicly admits that income tax is collected by voluntary compliance? Get the information you need to help you avoid income tax with these five easy steps. All you have to do is go to avoidincometax.com to get your five easy steps on how to avoid the IRS income tax. Escape the IRS. Let avoidincometax.com help you. We guarantee our five easy steps or your money back. Go to avoidincometax.com. 
Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. Welcome back, everybody. I am here with Dr. Roland Gunther. We are talking about ultrasound in homeopathy and what people have experienced as a result of this energy, especially concerning is what's happening to the babies who are being exposed sometimes multiple times during pregnancy for extended periods of time, and it is wreaking havoc with the nervous system. This is why Dr. Gunther is reporting the tremors, the agitation, the the tension that people, irritation that people are experiencing as a result of this remedy. Actually, everybody's experiencing this right now because we're chronically exposed to these technologically produced frequencies that do not belong on the earth and they are attacking our neurology, our nervous system, and the signals that are going to our brains. What's happening is critically important for people to understand. So you were saying, Dr. Gunther, about your findings of what people were experiencing with the overstimulation. Please continue from there. Let me interject yeah. on this because what this woman is describing is classic dissociation when the spirit leaves the body. 
So when children are being tortured, extremely traumatized, they, they, their soul will leave the body. Not all children can dissociate, but many of them can and do. And the soul will fly up and out of the body, to the ceiling, to the clouds. I had one um, interview that I heard with a a two-and-a-half-year-old child who said that um, there was thunder in the womb, and and she was very afraid, and she had to get away from the thunder. And so she went up in the clouds, and the thunder went away. This is exactly... Yeah. What's happening to the babies so, in the womb? Yeah, that is, uh, yeah. For, for me, in my understanding, I, uh, this uh, uh, cathedral for me was the sacred space in a womb. And in a way, the baby, you know, the doctors, when they do an ultrasound uh, 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 checkup uh, and then they show it to the woman, to the pregnant woman, say, hey, look, at, it's, it's waking up, it's moving. Yes, the kids are very uncomfortable, to say the least, yeah? Uh, they want to get away from there, but they can't. And this is what this woman described in this image for me. And, yeah, so yes. it has a deep impact on the nervous system, like you said, yeah? And, uh, yeah, and the people, participants of this process said, my nervous system is too open. I feel exposed, vulnerable, overpowered. I feel totally helpless. I cannot do anything about what's happening to me. Yeah, And then the reaction, yeah. when it's too much, is I only want to be alone. I want to disconnect, to curl else. up into a ball. Yeah? There's something ahead, else that Jenny. one of them said. A dark force is penetrating me. Do you yeah. remember that comment? Yeah. A dark yeah. force is penetrating me. And that, that's exactly what this is. This is a Luciferian energy. This is mm-hmm. anti life, anti God yeah. energy that we're attacking the children with. Mm. I'm, I would not dark go really there because, you know, I'm a medical doctor and I just also know how helpful ultrasound is. Yeah. But for me, the main message of this whole thing is. Don't do it just for fun, and don't do it more than necessary. Yeah, and this uh, that that uh, parents want to get a video of the baby from ultrasound and send it to uh, to friends. If when we are aware that we potentially hurt, that we probably hurt and potentially harm the the baby. And simply, we don't do things like that anymore. And this is a little bit my hope in talking with you to get this message out. I don't want to make the med- medical system really evil or bad. They are also good people. But s- certain things are just seen only from a very limited technical standpoint and with little compassion for the baby that's on the receiving end. And that this is... In my opinion, true is, yeah. I want to share with you, and of course with my listeners who may have heard this before, but in my book, The Dark Side of Prenatal Ultrasound, I do speak about the fact that study after study has shown that it has no benefits in terms of fetal outcome. Yeah. Zero. Mm -hmm. It's, it does have yeah. benefits in terms of 
pushing people into induction of labor and C-section births and neonatal intensive care unit stays. But in terms of helping the babies, not at all. And I understand why you don't want to make the medical establishment sound evil. However, I want my listeners to know that in the early 1990s, the FDA did their own study in addition to the, you know, 1800 citations that I have in my book. The the, the FDA did a study on 2000 children in Denver exposed to ultrasound and found that the children have low birth weight. Fetal growth retardation. So what did they do? Within two to three years after that, they raised the allowable output limits on the obstetrical ultrasound machines eightfold. Right, yeah. So that the children born after 1995 were exposed to eight times more radiation than the babies Mm -hmm. born between 1970 and 94. In my estimation, that's evil. That yeah, is evil. Yeah. They're purposefully and knowingly hurting the babies. Please, yeah. Con- yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know if you want to respond to that, but I want you to know that this is happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it has been happening for decades. They've known since the 1980s that it causes genetic Deformations, genetic defects. That's why autistic children have, on average, at 72, de novo genetic mutations. And then they lie and they say, oh, well, these are spontaneous. No, they're not. They're radiation-induced. Yeah. It's time for the medical establishment to come clean on this. The people that are good in the medical establishment need to speak these truths. But they first need to know it, <laughs> you know, because right. they're not, yeah. they haven't yeah, yeah. done the research. Yeah. The right. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I just needed to interject there because there is, yeah. you know, there is purposeful evil happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should have a not, not very dark side wherever our, our sense of ethics. Uh, is being pushed in the back into the background from the desire to make money and business, yeah, and uh, or power, yeah. But anyways, so for me, the the, the main thing is the, the the kids they come with this history. The the children that I see or the parents, yeah, or they go into that. For me, the main thing is to get this information out that they are aware of not to overdo it, not to do more than necessary, because there's uh, there's uh, doctors, yeah, they do it because the, the parents want it. The parents are scared, and then they want ultrasound. But the thing is, when we are scared, we need to re- deal with the fear and not to act it out, because when we act it out like we want to have then then we just create things that we are afraid of, and that is a, that is a, 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 a bad spiral. Yeah. There's so. also the reality that the parents are being pushed into having multiple ultrasound and that, that the fear is induced by the medical establishment yeah. itself. Yeah. You know, I've worked with midwives who will not even see pregnant women that don't want to have an ultrasound. They're being forced yeah. in order to receive care. Yeah, yeah. What we call care. 
which is a you know yeah. and I put that in quotes because this is a this is abuse in my opinion what is happening yeah it for sure so, has a very dark side and I think that is the, the, the to to be aware of these things that we especially when we overdo it yeah then uh, that it has consequences it's not just something we do and uh, and it ends there yeah no it has consequences for the child and that's that that needs to come really more in the awareness of everybody and this is something i like you know for me there's a few things i tell every young woman that i see that's getting pregnant or is pregnant or wants to get pregnant there's two advices one don't do more ultrasounds and not longer than really necessary yeah and the second is uh talk with your baby <laughs> because the babies can be very very alone very lonely and um uh, yeah when they are especially when a pregnancy is hidden or so that uh, can be very there's a very uh, lonely time uh, sometimes in the womb when the, the the kids are not being talked with so these are two things that i really <laughs> think are important yes, i agree 100% with what you're saying. The babies are not even being seen for the first six or eight weeks until the, you know, the yeah. mother misses a pregnant uh, uh, cycle and realizes she might be pregnant. They're there completely alone. Nobody's paying any attention to them. There's certainly no yeah. welcome and no love. Yeah. And then yeah. once they're discovered, very yeah. often the response is, oh, no, what am I going to do now? Maybe I should go have an abortion. You know, this is the kind of thing that's happening in our world right yeah, now. So yeah. prenatal trauma is rampant. Just did a three-hour seminar on this about prenatal trauma. And all of what we're talking about today is actually involves prenatal trauma, which drives the rest of our life. These are the first embodied experiences. These are our first memories. This is our understanding yeah. of what our world is like and whether, whether we're going to be loved or cared for. Yeah, this is so uh, this it's is very important. important. Yeah, Janice, this is really. I'm happy that you talk about that. You know, this is the the baby in the womb. This is the first welcome for a soul in the realm of the physical. And when that is painful, that has consequences probably for a whole lifetime. And you mentioned this dissociation that uh, yeah. some children they are feel so unwelcome that they rather would turn around and uh, go somewhere if they could uh, go where they came from. And they can't, yeah? That's and then actually, because the pain is too big, then they dissociate, yeah? Yeah. It's interesting because I just did a webinar about prenatal trauma, and what you just described is what's called divine homesickness, that they want to turn around and go back to their divine to their divine home, a lot of these babies will be breached. <laughs> like they're turned around because they don't really feel good about coming into this world. And right. that is good reason for that, to be concerned yeah. about coming here. Because mm -hmm. the parents are clueless. And yeah. they're doing things and that are harmful. Yeah. And then we have later also adults or young adults that are not really fully incarnated because a part of them doesn't want to be here. But you know, everybody comes with a gift for this world. Everybody, and we need everybody here. You have to, to deal with the changes that we are uh, in the midst of. 
And so for me to set this free and to help people to find that is really, uh, really important. Another thing is the, yes. when we use the, when we use the remedy, a homeopathic remedy made of ultrasound, like the use in autistic kids, in ADD, ADHD children, is, uh, is very, I think there's so much experience, meanwhile, that it's very clear that for some of these children, the use of homeopathic ultrasound helps them greatly just to, to evolve their ability to communicate, the ability to speak, yeah, and uh, so it's something really beneficial. If that would help, for example, also if you have to have an ultrasound, uh, uh, to give a, a homeopathic remedy of ultrasound after it to prevent certain, um, or, or to at least mitigate uh, certain problems, I do not know, but I would have it, it's hard to make statistics about that. We never, we always know uh, what what uh, what we do and and uh, what will happen. But we cannot do the same thing, uh, uh, two two different things at the same time. Yeah. So, but from my experience with uh, with children, uh, I really have the tendency also to suggest to moms to take a dose of homeopathic ultrasound after an ultra, after they had to have an ultrasound um, um, well, check-up. This, so, this is so beautiful that you're having... I mean, this needs to be published, that you're having results for the children with the homeopathic remedy. This can really help them. And I, this is very important for people to know, you know. I know you had mentioned one person said, you know, you said we all come in with a mission, a purpose. We're all needed here. But at least one person said, I will never be the same again. I will never be myself. Yeah. As if yeah. what they're being exposed to is counteracting not only their divine blueprint, but what yeah. they came yeah. here to do. And that's why so many young people are acting like they're very dysfunctional. They don't even know if they're boys or girls. Yeah. They've lost yeah. their identity. It's, you know, yes. it's been the same thing when you expose when you expose somebody to electroshock torture and you're wiping their memory. And this is what's being done with trauma-based mind control. The attempt to wipe out memory, genetic memory. Okay? Yeah. This is what's happening with these technologies. People are coming in and they don't even know what they're doing here, what their purpose is, who they are, if they're male or female. Yeah. Yeah, that's possible that there's a connection. There's definitely what we found is uh, that it creates a certain confusion about our identity. Yeah. We don't know. Uh, it just creates confusion. Yeah. Confusion about everything. Confusion about a direction in the world. This is also interesting. Like for some people in. Um, yeah, this uh, 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 con this inner confusion can lead to an outer 
confusion it's where do I go what do I want to do with my life you know a, a, a confusion also of purpose yes and, and who really what important. did they incarnate for yes exactly yeah now there's there's people in your group this is listen to this one of them said and really feel this friends is there nothing sacred or holy anymore like creation or nature you are exposing mystery the mystery of life you think this is the beginning it's the end you think you are saving lives how many more are harmed ask yourself this question yeah and let me give you uh, let me give you an example from a totally different uh, place when you put a seed in the earth uh, of a plant that you want to grow you don't dig it up constantly and see if it's growing you trust that uh, that uh, here in the darkness of the earth it it will grow there's something that we are so scared we don't trust anything about nature and life anymore and that we don't trust the wisdom of our bodies anymore that all the generations before us uh, invested in and passed on to us that we constantly have to control and to control and to control that we are not in control of these things and our desire to control and to be in control creates an enormous amount of problems that we are sometimes not aware of that was so beautifully said absolutely brilliant thank you thank you this one other comment i want to well there's two more i really want to address from your study okay somebody responded by saying you see a screen image without a soul this is how a soul is taken the heart of a living being sacrificed on the altar of technology but now we reclaim our soul we rage we scream you will hear us until you return what belonged to us we are asking for the return of our sacred innermost place right how powerful is that that is very Dr. Gunther, yes. we have a call. are you open to taking a caller or do you want to get a, we only have very little time left so if you no, need to fine. finish yeah, something I'm let's fine. do that I'm fine with the caller yeah all right all right all right chris what would you like to say hi hi janice uh, and and uh, i've just uh, wanted to ask if uh, your guest uh, had any opinion on ultrasound imaging for diagnostics uh, for the mind has an aortic aneurysm and he'd like to have it checked or his doctor wants him to have it checked out every six months or so rather than using other uh, imaging forms and i don't know if you'd have a comment maybe on other uh, forms of imaging uh, in terms of toxicity i mean i tend to think mri would be uh, the next uh, most invasive harmful in terms of radiation and um, then uh, maybe a, a cat scan pet scan Uh, in CT scan, I'm not sure if uh, there's a certain order of 
um, you know, radiation that one might be willing to tolerate in order to be have an accurate diagnosis. Although um, he's uh, his doctor is contemplating those others as well. So I just wanted to ask, you know, how frequently one, as an adult, uh, say in his sixties, uh, could uh, use it for diagnostics or use ultrasounds, and uh, mm-hmm. if he wants to comment on the other forms okay. of imaging. Okay, that's a good question. Thanks, Chris. Let's get, let's get Dr. Hunter to answer the question. Well, uh, thank you for this question. I think it's a great question. And I want to use this question to highlight one point. When we talk about the children, we talk about the fetus. And the fetal tissue, body tissue, is very, very sensitive, way higher sensitive than than the tissue of adults. So I do not worry really too much. And in adults, we don't do... um, uh, we don't do uh, ultrasound uh, examinations in order to show a nice picture to friends and uh, and uh, stuff like that. And I think uh, in in adults ultrasound examination, I I would not worry in myself. I would not worry if you. I have seen very very little, very very few people. I think in forty years of uh, being a medical doctor and a homeopath, I've seen. Uh, uh, two, yeah, that after ultrasound, uh, uh, either, either ultrasound treatment on joints or ultrasound uh, uh, checkups of organs reported with uncomfortable sensations later, which disappeared after a homeopathic dose of ultrasound. Usually I see very little side effects now, in adults. Uh, we have the end we have the end of the show right now. Dr. Gunther, thank you so much for your time. I'm hoping to have you back again because we did not did not get to finish the conversation. Chris, I want to say one thing. With an X-ray, you've got a split-second exposure. Okay? With ultrasound, the radiation time is much longer and can do more damage, especially around the heart. So something to consider. If you want to see what's going on, a quick x-ray might actually be safer than a 15-minute ultrasound. Something to consider. Okay, we'll be back again next week, friends. Thank you for listening. Dr. Gunther, I'll be in touch with you in the hopes of bringing you back um, to share more Thank information. Thank you for having me. What a great and important... All the best. Yeah. You bet. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. Bye. We'll see you after the Christmas break. Bye for now. One of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs. For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. 
hemppaste.com slash rbn. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash rbn. You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth. 